Bron Johnson. Bron Johnson. LeBron Johnson. That's what I'm going to call him from now on, LeBron Johnson. That's why I'm mad with it. LeBron Johnson. So if you don't know, if you ain't heard the news, if you're not in the loop, if you you know haven't been on Twitter, here is the news. There was a report that came out from Chris Haynes and said, according to his sources, LeBron James is going to move to the point guard position. As he should. I've been preaching it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for at least all offseason. I, I think LeBron needs to go to play point guard. Um, um I, I, And everybody's like, oh, well, he's been playing point guard his whole career. No, he's been a small forward masquerading as a point guard. It's a difference between a point guard and a small forward masquerading as a point guard. Completely different, right? So the reason I think you need to uh, switch the point is uh, uh, I said um, it doesn't – if you have Rondo out there, right? Okay, this is what messed the team up last year, right? You got Rondo out there. But when LeBron is being the main ball handler, right, LeBron has always had his best success with point guards who can seamlessly shift to the two and be scorers, like Mo Williams, right? Mo Williams was a scoring guard. He wasn't really like – you know, a classic traditional point guard. Kyrie, the reason why he left was because he wanted more point guard responsibilities and didn't want to be used pretty much like a mercenary. I mean, even Mario Chalmers, like he's a spot-up shooter, B.J. Armstrong, uh, uh, John Paxton type guy. But when you, you know, you sit Lonzo out there and you got Rondo out there, two guys who need the ball basically to be effective. Um, but, you know, you got Braun dribbling the ball all day. How, what are they supposed to do? Like, they can't seamlessly shift to the two, come off screen, spot up and shoot. That's not their game. That's not their game. But when you add guys like Quinn Cook, you add guys like Troy Daniels, that is their game. You know, I mean, Caruso, I, I got to really watch more Alex Caruso. Like, the main highlights I see Alex Caruso is when he skywalked on Kevin Durant. Um, but... Yeah, like Quinn Cook, he's not really a you know like a, a point guard, point guard. He's more of a um, like a, a shooter. You know, he can spot up. He you know he catch and shoot, come off screen, shoot, come off a pin down, shoot. Um, and I just think that, especially at this stage of LeBron's career, I think playing point guard can best maximize what he can do and the effect he can have on the team. Um, you know, I've been watching like a lot of old Magic Johnson and um, Magic didn't even bring the ball up every play. Like, he always had a Norm Nixon or like a, or like a Byron Scott who might bring it up this play and he might get it in the high post and run the offense from there. I think Braun can do some of those things. I think that you can actually use him um, in many ways the same way that um, that um, you used uh, Magic, you know, for the um, Showtime Lakers. Uh, and I tweeted earlier, I think the starting lineup needs to be LeBron James, uh KCP, Danny Green, Anthony Davis, and JaVale McGee. And then I would bring Boogie, Kuz, and Rondo off my bench. Um, not because I think KCP is better than Boogie or um, I think JaVale is – I mean, no, not not because I think KCP is better than Kuz or because I think JaVale is better than Boogie. I just want that punch coming off my bench. I think that having KCP – not KCP, having Kuzma and Boogie off your bench – Gives you about 30 points a night alone from just those two. Minimum. Minimum 30 a night. Um, and also, 
I think people look at too much about who starts and and not to, and not about who finishes the game. It doesn't really matter who starts. Like most of the time, those two will probably be on the court in most situations when they when when you're finishing the game. But I think starting off, I want KCP to take the uh, opposition's uh, uh, um, best guard. Well, the point guard. I want KCP to take the opposition's point guard. Number one, he has a size advantage. He's six five. Pretty much on every PG in the league, he'll have a size advantage. Besides guys like. De'Aaron Fox, maybe, was like 6'5", but on a Steph Curry, a Dame Lillard, um, who else is in the West? Um, on a Mike Conley, um, on, all, on, you know, most of these guys like that. I mean, um, even, uh, who's in the East? On a Kyrie, um, on a Kemba, they're in the East, but on a Kyrie, a Kemba, um, on, on a Cal Lowry. He'll have the advantage pretty much size-wise, like I said, on every PG in the league besides like Ben Simmons and like De'Aaron Fox. So, and I... I hate the way people talk about KCP. Like, I don't think KCP is some superstar, but people act like that man is fucking Harold Miner. Like, he's not bad. It's just that some of his most memorable moments were hilariously huff, and people just don't get those images out of their mind. Like, his biggest moment is probably when Kobe took his family and left the premises after he airballed the damn game winner against the Warriors. That was that was the what like people remember KCP for, but he's not bad. Like the man was going back to jail every night, shooting thirty five percent from three, if I'm not mistaken, putting up shooting like J.R. Smith numbers from three while he was in jail. So he's not a bad player. I like KCP. I like Danny Green starting at the two because I want to fortify my defense to start. Uh, well, no, starting at the three, two, three or whatever. But he will guard my my um opposition's two guard, and Braun would just take the uh, three. Like we gotta remember. Magic Johnson didn't always guard the point guard. Sometimes he would, you know, guard the two, guard the three. It just depends on what they needed him for, um, defensively, or like who the matchup was. You know, like you wouldn't, you you weren't putting Magic on Isaiah. Um, and also it kind of like eliminates, uh, uh, um, um, you know, like when you run a pick and roll, and you got, you know, and you let's say Braun is, you know, guarding somebody. You know, you you can't really pick Braun out for the switch. You know, like. If you if if you know Braun got a guard in the post, that's fine. Um, but going back to my point, uh, I think that that lineup would best give you um, the best chance to be successful. Uh, I think that if you had Boogie and Kuzma coming off your bench, you would see a lot of situations in which you know like the starters might go to the bench with a four point lead, but then when those bench lineup comes in, they'll probably come back in with a ten point lead every time. And you got to remember, Boogie was not bad this season. That's why the fact that the man only got, what was it, $2.5 million was insane to me. I mean, again, I don't think the finals did him a, a you know, a, 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 a great service. But, again, he was he was coming off a torn quad. Like, if, you know, he probably should have been out for, like, two months. But he's coming off a torn quad after he already had a, had a, um, had a um, Achilles injury. If Boogie is healthy, he's a double-double guy every night. Again, he gave you 16 to 8 in 26 minutes last year. If you can get that same production and get 16 to 20 out of Kuz, again, like just because Kuzma starts on the bench doesn't mean that he can't play starter minutes. He can still play 31, 32 minutes a night coming off the bench. I mean, how many minutes does Lou Will play every game? Let me check it out for you guys. Uh, let's see. Little stats. Um... Last year, Lou Will played 26 minutes a night. The year before, he played 32, but he started 19 games. So you can still get about 28, 29 minutes out of Kuzma 
which is damn near starting minutes. Um, I know everybody's like, oh, the Lakers lost. I see, you know, my TBJ says Lakers lost all offseason. I see other people saying it. Like, I think that's stupid. I think they have great pieces. I like even adding Avery Bradley. Like, even if it gets to the point in which you want to start at Avery Bradley, like, because he's smaller and maybe he can, you know, chase some of these guys around better. I don't mind that. You know, like, there's so many options and so many ways you can go with this lineup. But I think that point LeBron maximizes the offense the best. And I think that it will allow the offense to flow um, 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 freely. And uh, I think it'll put everybody back in their natural position when LeBron is um, playing point guard instead of him being, a, you know, a forward playing out there with a point guard. But he's still trying to, trying to you know, um, facilitate the offense. I mean, even if you want to put, like, a, I don't think you should do this. But if you ran a lineup of, like, it's not to start. It's at some point in time in the game. Uh, LeBron James at point. Quinn Cook at the two. Uh, uh, Bradley at the three. Uh, uh, Kuzma at the four. And AD at the five. That's a crazy lineup. You got two guys on the wing, basically, um, on offense who can both catch and shoot. And then on defense, uh, I guess Quinn Cook would take the point guard and Bradley would take the two guard or however you want to figure that. Um, and Braun could take the three or the four or whatever you wanted to take. And Kuzma would take the three or the four or, or you know, whatever you want him to take. And AD can guard the center for a small amount of time. I know he doesn't like guarding centers for the whole game, but he can guard the center for like five to seven minutes. Uh, especially like guys like Bam Adebayo, Clint Capella, he can you know he can he can guard those guys. Now maybe not an MB, probably not, but a Montrez Harrell, he can guard a Montrez Harrell for you know uh, five to eight minutes. Um, but yeah, man, I think this Lakers team is shaping up very very nicely. I just want to talk to you about the the um, news, um, LeBron James moving the point guard news. Um, I think that. Uh, it's gonna be one hell of a season, man. Like, I, I really think the conference finals could be a uh, uh, hallway series, you know, we had the Clippers and Lakers battling it out for, you know, uh, who's going to go to um, represent the Western Conference in the uh, finals, but yeah, I just wanted to get that out there to you guys, uh, Pavi's Daily Takes, appreciate the support, um, make sure you check out the newest Hoops and Brews, um, oh, one last thing, Russell Westbrook, uh, I think he favors Miami the most, I like that. Um, I know some people are talking about the Bulls. I don't like that for the Bulls. I don't think that you should trade for Russell Westbrook, especially at this stage in his career, unless you think you can put together a team better than what Miami, not, not Miami, but what the Thunder had those past two years. If you bring um, Russ to Miami with Jimmy, depending on who else they keep, um, realistically, you think, yo, we got a better team than what that Thunder team had these last two years. Um, I, I, I don't like Russ for the Bulls because I don't like, In my mind, because what I think of Russell Westbrook, you have to give up Laurie or Zach Levine. And if you had to give up Laurie or Zach Levine, and Russ really ain't coming to play with nobody. Um, and if I can't, if I can't bring Russ in and immediately contend like next year, like contend in a conference for at least conference finals, I'm straight on Russ. Reason being is he's 31. And again, I love Russ. He's 31 with his play style and his contract, right? I don't really want to take on that money unless I'm pretty sure that I can compete immediately. I think Miami would give him, at least that I see. Miami, I've seen the Bucks trade rumors floating around too, but if you're the Bucks, I mean, the team that you lost to is not, is compromised. Like Kawhi is not in the conference. The team you lost to is gone. So if I'm the Bucks, I kind of just want to run it back. I don't think I really need to make a trade for a Westbrook right now. Now, maybe if you lose next year and you think that you can't get past Philly, 
I mean, obviously, Russ wouldn't be there next year. He would probably be where he's going to be, but I would understand it more. But if you're the Bucks, why am I panicking? Why am I making trades? Only team we couldn't beat was the Raptors, at least in our mind. We lost to the Raptors. The Raptors ain't there no more. So we think that, um, you know, like we're the new favorites, basically. Um, but, again, I do want to say I do like the Russ to Miami move, um, depending on who you – I mean, if, as, as long as you can keep Bam – um, I don't know how you would keep Winslow, but as long as, as, as you can keep Bam, um, I like that move for Miami. Um, but, yeah, Pavage Daily Takes. I'm going to get off of this. Uh, talk to you guys tomorrow.